you're driving from Nashville to, or sorry, from Oklahoma to Tennessee, literally while we were driving, I look over and I see a truck and the truck is hauling a tree. No, I don't you, remember this. You don't remember this? I thought you were going to say it because we had prayed for a long time via phone. So that's what you were going to say. No, no, no. I was going to say there was a truck that was hauling a tree that was being transplanted. The tree was being transplanted. And in that moment. <laughs> Never heard of this. You haven't? No. And in that moment, the Lord spoke to my heart and he says, you are that tree. And I'm getting ready to plant you in this city. What? Yep. You don't remember that? No. I- I've mentioned this to you before. <laughs> Welcome to the Growing With The Nearest podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Sonia. And we are so excited that you have joined us on this journey as we explore topics such as faith, purpose, and relationships. That's our little Zeke in the background. <laughs> Being He's so expressing cute. how his he wants gratitude. something to be put into his mouth at this moment. <laughs> He is seven months old at this point, and we yep. are having so much fun. So okay. today, Sonia, we are going to be talking about serving God's house. I think this is such an important topic. This is something that we live by, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. There's no other way to live life yeah. than to serve the house of the Lord. Um, that's how we met. Yeah, and that's, that's how exactly we've lived right. our life, and we're gonna keep living our life. Yeah, and in actually, God's house. like we we actually, you know, on a on an official level, we work for a church right now, and so, um, you know, serving God's house is really important to us. But even if we weren't working at a church, it's very important to us. I would love to get a little bit, of, give a little bit of background on um, just our our church history and how we both came to have a love and an understanding for uh, the house of God. Um, and just to give us kind of a contextual verse, like just give you a verse that we live by as it pertains to, um, you know, our value of serving God's house and being planted in his house. Psalm 92 verse 13 says that those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. And so that has just been a guiding scripture for our lives and with that Sonia would do would you want to start and just give your background on you know just involvement in the church and being growing up in the church what that looked like for you yeah I I would say that we went to church every Christmas every Easter Um, there were seasons when we were going every Sunday. There were seasons we were only going, you know, whenever there was a holiday. Um, I definitely went to vacation Bible school every Sunday, every summer. Um, but I would say in general, I don't feel like I was really raised in the church. Gotcha. Um, so our family was definitely Christian by culture. Um but I was I didn't really have the concept of being planted in a local house. Yeah. Um, so when I was older, maybe high school, I our family was going through a hard time. So I a lot of Sundays I would drive to church by myself and we'd just go to like this little Methodist church. Well, actually it wasn't a little Methodist, it was a big Methodist church. Wow. Uh probably like a I don't even know. Hmm. Probably triple the size of legacy. 
So definitely a mega church. Yeah. Yeah. A, wow. a beautiful method, a Methodist church. The pastor was a woman and they had a beautiful choir. Yeah. I loved the choir so mm. deeply. But as my relationship with the Lord progressed, I still did not have a the concept of being plugged into a house, like the importance of going to church every Sunday. Um, whenever I would talk about that, people would accuse me of being religious. Mm. Like it was a really negative thing. And so I really... I just didn't have that concept for a long time of like the importance of being plugged into a house, like being planted, being planted, um, being called to a house. You know, I'm a, Brian said, you know, we're right now in the season we're working for a church in the future. We might not be working for a church. It's just, you know, we're just going wherever the Lord is calling us to. Yeah. But right now I am the kids director at our church. And, you know, I literally talked to somebody on Sunday. Uh, She was a brand new parent, first time guest. And I was asking her if she's from here, if she's new here, she's just visiting. And she said, well, we, we just moved here and we tried out a different church or we tried out the, a different church last sun, Sunday. Then we're at legacy today, which is our church. And we, I just talked to her. I was like, yeah, that's a fantastic church, yeah. you know, that you visited. Yeah. You know, we just, and I tell everyone this, I said, we believe that God calls you to a house. So there's so many great churches in our area. And we, you know, we know the pastors of that church. They're great pastors. Like go to where you're called to. And she literally looked at me like I was speaking like a different language. And she was like, that is so beautiful. And I was like, yeah, we're all on the same team. Yeah, We're all on the same team. And praise God that there's so many great teams that you could be a part of in our city. Yeah. And so I just believe like God calls you to a place. He calls you to a house and you're called there. You're called to be faithful there. You know, you don't just leave when it's convenient for you. Um, And I really believe that in the West, we really struggle with picking a church based off of amenities and not where we're called to and not based off of principle. Wow. And so I, I, and we definitely see the fruit of that which is not good fruit, you know, where people are wishy-washy. They're not planted. They uproot themselves every other Sunday and it doesn't produce faithfulness and it doesn't produce, you know, the purpose of why God created his church in his house. So I have a love for the local church. It's so important. It's an incubator for our calls, um, our growth, you know, especially our growth. Yeah, definitely. Um, It helps us. You know, it gives us a place to serve, to love yeah. one another, to find community. Our greatest place of community has always been the local church. Yes. Um, I don't think your greatest source of community should be elsewhere, in my personal opinion. Yeah. I think we we find we'll naturally find great community other places yeah, like work, work and, and projects hobbies and, and things like you that. know, like missions and other stuff. Um, but I do think that some of your greatest places of community should come from the local church. Um that's so yeah, beautiful. I have I have a love for the house of God and I take that scripture seriously uh to be planted and not transplanted to be planted every Sunday yeah. in the same house in the same pot so that my roots can grow deep and I can grow tall. That's amazing. For me, I um I grew up going to church. My parents in fact um were 
um, missionary evangelist here in the United States from the age of, I think it was two or four years old, you know, we were traveling in ministry and um, with, as a family, we were going to a different church every single week, morning and evening, we'd be at a different church. And um, so I, you know, and through that time, I, I had the opportunity to, to sing and minister in with my family over like four to 500 churches. So it's amazing. I've had the opportunity to really see a lot of church and to, to really see a lot of um, different experience, a lot of different cultures and expressions. And, um, and, you know, definitely there were seasons and times during that where I was like, Oh my gosh, I do not want to go to church anymore. But through that season, the Lord was, the Lord was sowing seeds of love for his house in my heart. And I didn't really, I didn't really realize how deep the seeds were until like I started just, you know, going off on my own a little bit. When I went to college, um, I stopped traveling with my parents and um, I started, you know, I really started serving in a local church. The church is a victory church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I remember it was just like you're talking about, like I gained a community during that time, you know, cause I was part of a, the, a young adults, the young adults, uh, um, the young adults program, whatever you want to call it at the church. Program. It's called, yeah. Young adults <laughs> program. <laughs> Uh, the young adults um, gathering called 3D. That's where I started leading worship. And I found so many friends there who are my age going after God. And it was like really kind of for the first time because the first time like church was cool for me. Church was fun for me. Before then, it was like it was great, but it was kind of an obligation that I had to fulfill because my parents were um, my parents were ministering and whatnot. But being a part of the Young Adults Gathering made church so fun for me. And then I started going on Sundays, and I started leading worship on Sundays at Victory. And, you know, just like you talked about, I gained a community of people, and I began to see, man, wow, this is really important for my life. Being involved in God's house is so important for my life because what I'm finding here in this space is I'm finding accountability. I'm finding community. I'm finding, ultimately, I found my wife. And uh, and then after college, when I graduated, I had the opportunity to then be a part of another church in the same city called the Assembly. You know, and there it was mainly me serving the house. You know, as I a love worship the leader, assembly. such a great church, Pastor Ron Pastor Woods, Ron, Ron and Kelly. Shout out to them, Pastor of the Year. Yeah, sure. they're amazing. But um, I I I was mainly involved in a serving capacity there, leading worship and everything, being a part of that. Um, and, and, and it's through that I learned like, wow, the local church, because one of the things that pastor Ron is just for like one of the best at is building families, Yeah, building families, like holistically from, from literally birth to birth to death. They're amazing at building people. And so that's I, I really, really, really loved having the opportunity to be exposed to the assembly's way of building families within the context of the local church. And it was so important to me to see because that's a value that I wanted to have when I got married. For my family, I wanted us to be able to, I want my family to be involved in a church that is really good at building my whole family yeah. and not just me. And then obviously you and I, we got married 
And literally two weeks after we got married, we moved to Nashville, Tennessee. Yes, we did. Right. And it's kind of crazy. Um, when we were all, when we were driving from Oklahoma to Tennessee, I think you remember this. Maybe you, you know what I'm gonna say. When we were driving from Nashville to, or sorry, from Oklahoma to Tennessee, literally while we were driving, I look over and I see a truck, and the truck is hauling a tree. No, I don't you, remember. This. You don't remember this? I thought you were gonna say because we had prayed for a long time. Via phone, so that's what I thought you were going to talk No, no, no. I was going to say, there was a truck that was hauling a tree that was being transplanted. The tree was being transplanted. <laughs> and in that moment. Never heard of this. You haven't? No. And in that moment, the Lord spoke to my heart and he says, you are that tree. And I'm getting ready to plant you in this city. What? Yep. You don't remember that? No. I- I've mentioned this to you before. <laughs> No, but yes, I remember it was it was That's amazing. Cool. It was amazing. I looked over and I saw that tree and the scripture, those who are planted in the house of the Lord saw flourish in the courts of our God. And I remember the Lord was saying to me, I'm getting ready to transplant you into another city and I'll ultimately transplant you into another house. Yeah. Right. And so one of the first things that became so important for Sonia and I, like the first thing that we did was well, when we got to Nashville was we looked for a church. We, lear- we looked high and low. Yep. We visited so many churches. Yeah. It, it took us about a month and a half to find a church. Yeah. And and it wasn't, we weren't honestly, I can honestly say we, we when we looked for churches, we were asking the Lord, where would you want us to go? Exactly. Because we went to a church that was like super, super young. We could tell that there were some things that we were like, oh, this church kind of needs to grow in this. Where? When? I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Oh, oh, you're talking about what the churches that we visited. Yeah. And, and, gotcha. and I remember having the conversation of like, yeah, it would make sense if the Lord called us there. Yes. Because like. Of course, God needs to build his house. Exactly. So maybe he could help us build. Yes. He could let us build. Yeah. So we weren't, I think it's okay to look for, like, if you have a family, I'm definitely, if I was looking for a church right now, I would definitely consider how well the children's ministry is. Yes. Okay. So it's not, it's not evil to consider the elements of a church. It's actually really smart. Yeah, Yeah, it it is. But, but there is like such a consumer mentality when it comes to Christianity in the West that takes like the church, like you're looking for a church statement to a level that I think is very interesting in my personal opinion. It's like almost like you're looking for a good restaurant. Yeah, You're literally, you're literally picking a church off of the amenities that they offer you versus where God has called you to. Yep. Because one of the things that we and so that believe, so yeah we that is what we sorry to interrupt yeah. that is what we just decided in our hearts like we're going to go where the Lord has called us to yeah. and I let the me tell end them of why. every service let me tell them why because we believe that you're not just called to attend a church you're called to be to serve in a church yeah to be a part you're of the called body. to give to the body you're called to be a part of the living breathing organism of the church you're called to give life to the church and just to give a little bit more context as to why like we believe that yes it's so important for you to look at the kids department yes it's so important for you to look at you know all of these different amenities how was the worship all these different things but more importantly than that 
Where is God planting you? Where is God saying that he wants to take you? Because ultimately, where he wants to plant you, he also wants to use you. He also wants to use your gifts, your time, your talent, and your treasures for the house. Just to give a little bit of context to what you're saying right now. Yeah. I feel so... I just don't want to come off as, like, mean. (laughs) Mm. You know, because I have friends tell me, like, I'm over here on this Sunday, and then I'm over here on this Sunday. Yeah. And I'm, like, serving over here, but I'm, like, attending other places. And, like, you know, you just hear people, like, church hopping. Yeah. And, like, I've heard rationales of, like, oh, well, like, God just wants us serving somewhere, so, like, that's fine. But Scripture makes it really clear, like, those who are planted will flourish in the courts of our God. And so I just feel really passionate about people really understanding this principle and really yielding to it because the re- the reality is it's like Brian and I Brian and I are just going to leave a church. We're going to be sent from a church whether that be the pastors are sending us or the Lord is sending us. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Because because sometimes the Lord will for for various circumstances will allow you to leave a church, right? Which yeah. is like there's sin on leadership. You know, there's something that happened that the Lord would grant you permission to leave. Maybe he has assigned you to another state, so you have to move. You know, there's like ways that it's appropriate to be transplanted. Yeah. Um, And in the best case scenario, you're always sent by your pastors, but sometimes that just can't happen. And we know, we know that Um, we have been in similar situations where it's like, we were so hurt by the church. Yeah. We're, we want to get out of Dodge, you know, and we, we've even, we've been hurt by the church so deeply where the Lord absolutely gave us permission to leave. Mm. And we were underneath, we were underneath covering. We had submitted it to other pastors that were our former pastors that could offer us an intimate covering. That was a safe place to share, to keep our integrity. Yeah. um, To not gossip about anybody or anything of that nature. But the Lord gave us a, a permission to stay or to go. And, you know, we just decided like, no matter what, we're not going to let church hurt, keep us out of the church. 100%. We're not going to let church hurt, keep us out of the church because this is the reality. The church is the flock where the flock is. And if you are not with the flock, I think that we can be self-deceived that we're with the flock because you're going to hear the thoughts and the, Mm. the statements of like, well, you know, I don't need to go to church to spend time with Jesus. Surely you don't. You are absolutely correct. But there is safety yeah. from the devourer when you are with a local flock, when you yeah. are under spiritual covering. And so don't be deceived that because you do a devotional in the morning that you're completely fine. You don't need to attend a church because yeah. we are called to the ways of the way that the Lord has laid it out in scripture. And, you know, that's really, really, really important. Church is important. And I think that we so often diminish spiritual disciplines. Like if you're disciplined in something and you do it over and over and over again, then that yeah. must be religiosity and religiosity is bad. Mm. That's a lie. It's a lie. Because you're, because you're wishy-washy, you, you don't have a spirit of religion. That makes no sense. Yeah. 
like we need to be disciplined Christians. Mm-hmm. We need to sub we need to subdue our flesh and say, no, you're going to get up and you're gonna go to church and you're gonna pray and you're gonna worship and you're gonna be with the body of Christ because the Lord rejoices over the gathering of the saints. Yes, he does. There's a holy, special thing when the saints gather. Now, yeah. there is always exceptions to the rule, but the problem is, right, because if you're you're sent as a missionary to a place that has no church, no Christian church. Well, obviously that's an exception to the rule, but everyone thinks they're always the exception. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone always thinks that you're always the exception. You know what I do in my life, Brian? I really do this. Mm. And I hope that he could testify to this. I always think to myself, if I think I'm the exception to the rule, I immediately, by default, I say, no, I'm not the exception. Where do I need to humble myself? Yep, yep. So whenever I start feeling myself being like, oh, I... I'm clearly the exception to the rule. I immediately am just like, no, I'm not. Lord, show me where I need to humble myself. And then I let the Lord say, actually, you are the exception. This is what I'm telling you to do. Or he says, these are the things that you need to work on. Yeah. Right? So that's kind of my initial thoughts. I love that. Um, You know, just to respond to a couple of things. You talked about, you know, because it is a growing trend within our generation and the generation behind us. Um. Excuse me. Um, I think the generation ahead of us, like our parents' generation, they they understood what it meant to be planted in the house of the Lord. I think that they were very consistent in attending a church and being in a church. Um, but I think our generation has lost that a little bit. And, you know, Gen Z is even struggling to an extent with it. Um, but a lot of people are just moving and church hopping from church to church, ultimately whatever church suffices their comfort, suffices their convenience, suffices like what, um, like what makes them feel cool or what makes them feel hip or like culturally relevant. They want to be at that church. And so if, if, if one church offers that in a season, they'll be at that church and then they'll move to another one, uh, to another church once, one church's relevance runs out. And I think that it is um, the the perfect example of what that does to the human soul, what that does to the spirit of a believer is actually a plant. Mm. Let's think about a plant. What happens if you continually move a plant from pot to pot? That plant at some point or a tree, you keep moving that tree from pot to pot or from or from soil to soil, that tree at some point will shrivel up and die. Yeah. Why? Because its roots haven't had the opportunity to take root. Yeah. The whole, this is a thing. The roots of a tree are where it gets all of its life source. Right? And I, in, in, I, believe that the root of every believer, the root of every believer, the life source of every believer can be found within the context of the local church. Mm. Everything that we need to have a thriving life in God can be found in the local church. And yes, you can do it. You can have, you must have your private life with the Lord. You must have an intimate relationship with the Lord outside of the four walls. But this is the fact of the matter. God is very clear about the fact that we have been called to be a part of his body. Yeah. And that when Jesus left this earth, Jesus literally created the institution of the church to be the incubator for all spiritual life of the believer. 
And so what happens, and I just want to speak to anybody who's struggling in this season to find a local church that they can root themselves in. Pray and ask God, and I promise you, he will, he will send you to a place where you can firmly plant your roots and you can truly begin to grow in God. Because this is the thing, if you keep on transplanting yourself, at some point, there will be areas in your spiritual life that will begin to shrivel up and that will, will begin to not bear the fruit that they should. Because this is the thing, of, this is also the thing about roots. Roots allow a tree to bear fruit. And so whenever we are not rooted in the house of God, we will not be able to truly bear the fruit in our lives that he desires for us to bear. And then the second thing I wanted to to respond to was that um, a rooted plant can withstand any weather. I'm going to say that again because I felt like that was good. (laughs) I'll say that one more time. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. A rooted plant can withstand any weather. Think about a tree. A tree may have leaves, may have leaves fall off of it, may have a couple, uh, uh, sorry, a tree that is planted and rooted during a storm may have some uh, some leaves that fall off of it may have some branches that are broke, but at the end of the day, a tree that is planted and rooted will be able to withstand any weather. And I think it's the same in our in our lives. Sonia talked about the fact that we have experienced hurt in the church before. Yeah, we've experienced storms and we've experienced offenses that could have easily given us the permission to walk away from a specific body. Yeah. But Sonia and I both made the powerful decision to say, no, God said that this is where he has called us to be. And since this is where he has called us to be, this is where we are going to stay. We're going to stay rooted. We're going to stay planted and we're not going to be moved even by the things that happen within this context. And we'll give this disclaimer all day long. There's moments and there's times where there is spiritual abuse that happens and you need to leave. Yeah, you need to leave. But this is the thing. Sometimes you need to stay. (laughs) There will be times where you experience things in your life that aren't spiritual abuse. Let's be very clear about that. Yeah. That aren't spiritual manipulation. Yeah. That aren't spiritual which is, control. Which is, which is, well, they don't offer the kinds of groups that I want. Yeah. Or even they bypassed me for a role. Yeah. Or even like, and, and this is the thing, it can get deep. Like, we won't go into like what we experienced, but like we experienced like a very wrong thing from leadership. We did. We experienced, we went through a situation where one of our leaders within the church, like, literally did something illegal. Yeah. Did something illegal. Yep. And we would have every right, and we actually, we consulted with uh, our spiritual mentors, all of our spiritual mentors on what we should do. And they were all like, hey, you need to really examine where everybody is at within this. And then based upon where everybody within church leadership is, as it pertains to this issue, you need to decide whether this is a place that you should stay or go. And so we went through the proper protocols to be able to examine whether this is a place that we can stay rooted. And ultimately, and ultimately we came out and we decided by, through prayer and counsel that this is a place that we can stay 
And ultimately, by the grace of God, Romans 8, 28, God works all things out for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. Like this is the this is the fact of the matter. We find safety even within the church. We're not looking to leadership. We're not looking to leadership to be our savior. Jesus is our savior. Jesus is the head of the church. And so Jesus will take care of us. Jesus will take care of us. If he's called us to a place, he will take care of us. And so we believe that in our hearts and we have seen in our lives the fruit of staying rooted in the house of the Lord. Yep, because it was because even though we didn't prefer to be in that soil, it was still even that season was still another season for our roots to grow deeper spiritually. And so everything that Brian said is so good. So good. It's so good. I think consumerism has made its way into the church pews and it's really affected the mentalities of being planted in the house and it's affected our faithfulness. It's affected the way that we view our pastor. We view our pastors and our church leaders as people that need to give me a service. And when it doesn't, the service isn't provided to the perfection that I want, then the customer is always right. Well, we're not in a consumer-based business, so maybe the customer isn't always right because you're not supposed to be a customer. You're supposed to be a sheep. Yeah. You're supposed to be a sheep. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just, it, it really breaks my heart and we see the ramifications of, you know, the church in the West. And I think that, you know, we have a lot of sleeping churches and I don't think we have a lot of sleeping pastors. I think we have a lot of sheeping sleep. Sheep. Yeah. <laughs> Sleeping sheep. Yeah. Bench warmers. Bench warmers. Bench warmers who are not planted. Yeah. And so I think so many people definitely, people who are willing to be planted sometimes can idolize, you know, what the church can do for them and exactly. who they want the church to be for them. Yeah. And the reality is it's like you're probably, I mean, what if the Lord calls you to a church that's, <laughs> you know, like in a, what do you call it? What do you call the shops that are like right next to each other? Where sometimes you see the, yeah. Have you ever seen strip, strip malls? Mall. Yeah. Have you ever seen like churches in strip malls? Yeah. Like what if the Lord calls you to a church in a strip mall mm. that has no amenities yeah. compared to the mega church on the corner? Yeah. And what can they offer you? Yeah. Prayer, word, worship. Yeah. That's good enough. Yeah. Like, that's good enough. Yep. Like, what if the Lord calls you to Africa mm. or or Europe or Russia or Australia and you guys gather, you pray, you worship, you receive a word? Yeah. Like, that is good enough. Yes, it is. That's good enough. Yes. That is good enough. Yes. And so... All of these things are good. All of mm. all of the extra stuff is good. The youth ministries, the kids ministries, the groups ministries, yeah. the counseling ministries, the deliverance ministries, like these are all good things. You know, they're holy things, but we always have to be careful not to idolize them and make sure our hearts are in a proper place. You know, because if what if what if your church leader can't pr- give you the thing that you feel like you need? Well, there's other ways that you can get those things from yeah. Jesus and through other things the Lord can lead you to. Um, and you can still be planted in the house. So I would just say for me, my biggest encouragement is go to where the Lord has called you and be planted. Guaranteed a storm is going to come. 
Yeah. Guaranteed a church leader or the church is going to do something that you don't like or you don't prefer. Yeah. Guaranteed. Okay. That the storms are going to come, but be planted. You will, you will outlive the storms, stay connected to the Lord. And you know, you're released whenever the Lord releases you. Yeah. And that's, it's radical. It's unpopular. It's offensive. That message is offensive. Yeah. Um, but I, that's Bible. Yeah. So that's my encouragement. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope it's encouraging. And if you're if you're in a church and you're in a storm, um, I would say if the storm isn't sinful, then wait it out. Yeah. If the storm isn't sinful, if there's no yeah. abuse, wait it out. If there's sin and there's abuse, there's you know, we are a part of a body. Go find another local leader or a leader that you trust that knows scripture and can can guide you in good counsel in what you should do. And yeah, I just want to be I want to be believers that attend church. I don't want to be believers that watch online and never step foot in the church because the reality is is like there's power in proximity. Yeah. And we're called we're called to do life together. We're not yes. called to do life virtually. We're not called to do life Every once in a while, we're called to do life every single week. Um, the gathering of the saints is a powerful thing. There's power in gathering. There's power in two or three being together and believing and asking and worshiping and blessing and serving. Um, these are all good things. Yeah. Um, before we pray, and I'm going to just pray into this in just a moment, you know, I just want to share one thing that the Lord spoke to me years ago, um, just about being planted in the house of the Lord. He, he told me that if you'll be planted in the house of the Lord, every blessing in your life, every blessing in your life will be planted from that, will be, will come from that tree. Yeah. And I do want to say, Brian, Brian is an artist and he travels as an artist and he has, excuse me, he has a lot of excuses to not go to Sunday church. Mm. Now, you don't, you don't live your life that way you make sure that you are in the house of the Lord every single Sunday. Yeah. I make provisions to be in the house of the Lord. You make like, we could even say that we don't make an, we don't make more money because you literally have decided your weekends, you're going to be where your local house is. Mm. And so I want to applaud my husband. Thank you. Who has prioritized the house of God and his family has followed him. We are not, we are not dragging him to church. He's he's taking us to church. Exactly. He is he before we were hired at a church, he was serving. He was giving his gifts almost every single week. He was serving the house with his gifts. We we serve the house with our finances. Yeah. And so even if we weren't paid, even if we were not on staff, you can bet your bottom dollar the nearest are going to be planted in a house and we are going to be serving. And it's not contingent on what they can give us or what promotion they can give us or what clout they can give us. It's it's contingent on us being faithful to Jesus and serving him with all the gifts that he's given us, our finances, our talents, our treasures, our time, um, because we just believe it is that valuable because scripture says where your treasure is, your heart is 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 after yeah. that thing. And so it's in that thing. Mm. And so I we we believe our heart, our hearts are in the church because it's what God has created and we're passionate about it and you'll always see our treasure there. Amen. Absolutely. Well Lord, we just say thank you for the gift of your body. We thank you for the local church. We thank you, God, for the opportunity to be planted and to serve the local church. 
God, I pray in the name of Jesus that everybody who's listening to this podcast, that you would give them the gift of love for your house. Yes. God, I pray that you would give them the gift of love for serving your house, for being planted in your house, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that the enemy would not be able to convince them that your house is unimportant and that they can find sustenance and that they can find life elsewhere. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that even the people, Lord Jesus, who have been hurt by your house, Lord, by the people who um, you have called to lead in your house, God, I pray that you would help them realize that even though those people who have hurt them have hurt them, you want to redeem. You want to redeem all the hurts, all the offenses, all the things that they have experienced that have um, convinced them that your house is not a place to plant themselves. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that in um, that that in um, in exchange that you would give them a house with such good soil for their roots to get the life that it needs to bear the fruit that you desire to see. Yes, Lord, I just pray right now. I pray, I pray right now over every family member that's been hurt by the church and not gone back. Mm. I pray over every friend we know, Lord, that's been hurt by the church and that has not gone back. I pray for every church leader that has been hurt by the church and has not gone back. I pray for every missionary that has been hurt by the church and not gone back. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we would be obedient to your word and do what you said. You said if someone sins against you, you forgive them 70 times 77. What is it? 7 times 77, 77 times a lot. That's what it says in scripture. 70 times 7. <laughs> 70 times 7. Mm-hmm. That's the scripture. Which he's meaning, we need to turn the other cheek, we need to forgive, and we need to come back to your house. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the same church that you went to that you were hurt from, but we need to be planted in the house of God. So Lord, I ask for a special provision right mm-hmm. now to be able to forgive, to release, Lord Jesus, the hurt and the pain Um and the sin that was done, Lord. And I remember right now, God, I had, I just believe this is a prophetic word for somebody, which is why I'm going to share it. After I had a a a life-impacting conversation with a church leader that was so hurtful, right after the Lord told me in the car, he said, I am for this church leader. Now, he was not saying I approve of the sin that happened. Mm-hmm. I approve over the illegal thing that happened. Uh, he said, I am for this. Per- this person is my son, my daughter. This is this is someone that I love and I am for them. And so so what was the Lord saying? He was, he was encouraging me in a very high level to say, Sonia, you need to forgive right now. You set boundaries. You set boundaries. You seek, you seek wise counsel, but you need to forgive and you need to bless. And so some of us need to repent for cursing the church. Some of us need to repent for cursing church leaders. And so right now, and I and I mean like there's been people that have been like illegal things have happened in the church. I'm not saying that those things are okay. I am just saying it is time to forgive and it is time to choose a higher path instead of cursing. 
and not blessing. So Lord, we just bless the church. We bless our leaders. We bless those who represent, who are imperfect and represent a perfect God. Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, blessing over the churches that we attend. And I pray, God, that you would give us the strength to forgive, to keep our hearts pure, to serve, to love, and to be planted in your house. For those that are are experiencing confusion about where they should go, where they should be planted, I rebuke confusion. And I just pray, Lord Jesus, that you would lead them and guide them and give them the peace of where they should go. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning into the Growing With The Nearest podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you share it with a friend and also that you leave a review and subscribe on whatever platform that you are listening or watching on. And we will see you next week.